Good morning, podcast listeners. My name is Ed Franklin. This is the Ed Franklin No Limits podcast. Um, you can contact me at edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. Um, it's funny, this, this uh, podcast, at the risk of starting to get mushy with all of you, it seems like I've done a couple of podcasts that deal with feelings and things like that. And um, we just did one about, or I just did one about pain and anger and things like that. And, you know, I was just thinking the other day, like last week, and I was at, I was at church and, and I told you I wouldn't talk about religion and I'm only going to talk about it in, in the way that I reference things sometimes um, because of the long time of going to church and learning things about different things. So if I, I'm not being religiously specific, you have your own thoughts on that and that's obviously fine with me, not my business. But um, I was thinking about the word love and um, how, to me, it's probably, I mean, I'm just diving right into this. And if, if you guys haven't figured it out yet, I don't necessarily have a plan when I do these podcasts for, and it's, that's by design. I want it to be very natural, very off the cuff, very, you know, if I wrote a speech for every podcast or took too many notes, it would sound robotic. And it's the last thing I want this thing to do is sound robotic. I want it to be from the heart you know, just off the top of my head a lot of times. And obviously when I come up with a topic, I think about it and I think about things to say. And it, it, it seems to me, and I know that a couple of my friends would tell you it's, it's, you know, when you buy a new, when you're thinking about buying a new car, you start to see that car all the time. Well, same kind of thing. When I think of a, uh, when I think of a podcast topic, I start running into things that can help me with that topic. So as I was thinking about this word love and kind of you know how we use that language uh, really all over the world I think it's probably the most in my opinion it's probably the most misused word ever because um, from my point of view what it what, what love means uh, is it can it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people right I um there's three things that people need in the world. Three things. There's food, there's shelter, and there's love. And without one of those things, a person could die, right? I mean, it's just you have to have those things in your life to survive. Those are the, the bare minimums, right? If, um, as I pulled up the, the definition of love, and I don't necessarily agree with this. This is from Webster's Dictionary. Uh, number one is an intense feeling of deep affection. Well, that kind of makes sense. Or a great interest and pleasure in something. Um, we hear people talk about how they love their job, how they love playing basketball or tennis, or they love a TV show, or they love a car. I think from my point of view, and as I get moving on this thing, you'll find that I just don't think that's the right word to use because I think it takes away from the deepest meanings of the word love. And like I said, I don't, this podcast is not for me to get mushy. It's just something that we don't ever talk about. I don't think women talk about it. I don't think guys talk about it. I don't think we necessarily understand what we're, you know, how deep, how, how meaningful that word is. I think sometimes we use it so much that it starts to lose its meaning. Um, I was at my, one of my grandson's, um, at a baptism this weekend, and the priest was talking about his family. He has, uh, I think he said, four sisters, 
and they're all wildly successful and uh, as he is as a priest but they have they're making a lot of money and when he babysits these kids or he goes over to visit them they have just an abundance of toys and the, he'll he'll talk to the sisters why do you have all these toys why do you have all these things for the kids to do and they says well you know we want to give them what we didn't have as kids and and his take on it was you know what kids really want and i 100 believe this because of all the kids i had they want your the, their parents attention they want to be talked to they want to be asked questions we had one of our daughters was this great storyteller and she'd always start with well, and then she'd just go on and tell this story. And it could be the most random thing in the world, but that was something she loved to do. And we, it was entertaining to us, obviously. So at times, just having those conversations with her or the other kids uh, just meant so much. And I'm going to say something here, and, and a lot of you aren't going to agree with this, especially people without kids. I'm not sure I ever really had an understanding of love until I had children, because when you look, and like I said, my only, a lot of my reference here comes from religion, from what I've been around the last, you know, 35 years of my life. I started going back to church when my first daughter was born. And, you know, through osmosis, I've learned some things, you know, through charity, through things like that. I've learned about what that meaning of love has for me. And when you think about, you know, um, my belief anyway, when you think about God's son, Jesus, who was, you know, he gave up his only son and that's how much he loved us. And when you, when you have children, you kind of start to understand that a little bit more. And I say that in the sense that I would die for my children. I would do anything for them. Um, whatever they needed, I would give up. I would do whatever. If, if they were in a situation where they might lose their life, I would gladly step in and have them, someone take my life instead of theirs. And when, like I said, I, I mean, I knew the word, of course, I used the word, but until I had children, you really just, just some of the experience I've shared with my kids, good and bad, it's just, you, you just have such a deep love for your children. Um, and like I said, you do anything for them. So that's kind of how my reference comes. So then when I do say, hey, you know, I love my Harley. Well, obviously it's not the same. I wouldn't give up my life for the Harley if someone wanted to steal it and they had they had the means to steal it from me. I'd give them the keys and say, good luck, be careful. Um, I just, and that's what I was kind of, that's kind of what I was getting at is it, is that, is that word love? Is it that intense? Um, does it always have to be as intense as when you have children? So, you know, of course I love my wife. I love my friends. Um, and, and there's kind of levels of love, I guess you could talk about, but even going a little further, and we'll kind of get back to that in a minute with family and friends and things like that. You know, they always say if you were doing something that you were passionate about, that you love to do, that you, uh, you know, you wake up every morning and you're just, man, I just, I want to do this today. I'm so excited about it. I'm going to help people. I'm going to do whatever the job is. Could be artistic, could be computer work, could be whatever. When they say you love your job that much, it's not a job anymore, right? Now it's, <clears throat> it's very, uh, it's a very different feeling of versus going to work in a job that you kind of like or hate or whatever. And it's harder to get through, right? When you love something, it's a lot easier to do. When you love people, uh, and I tell you all the time that I really love people. I love meeting people 
And, and it's just the last six months because of this podcast, because of other directions I've gone in my life and business, I've met some just incredible people. It just never ceases to amaze me when I meet these people. My guest on Thursday that's going to help with the or going to do the podcast. I just once we started talking, she just some of the things I just resonated so much with her. We kind of grew up in the same area. We we like a lot of the same things. Her business is kind of along the lines of where my business once I went to end up. And um, when I had Corinne and uh, Matthew on my podcast, those kids, I love those kids. They have they have this fire in their belly that I don't get to see all the time in anybody, not just people their age, in anybody. And so I just had this, you know, and, and I when I say that I do love everybody, I love everybody that's listening to this, I really do. I really have a passion for something because you know something I don't know. And people's talents, I'll be, you know, I'll be going through my Facebook feed and I, and um, you know, you, how you go into videos and you watch one kind of video. Well, now all those videos come up. I've been watching these kids in the Olympics or just, you know, skating Tony Hawk and all these guys. And I rode skateboards a lot when I was a kid, but these kids are just at some other level that's, I, I just can't even fathom, but I love that about it. I love that they, that they've worked hard at this and they've practiced and they have this skill. I just, you know, I'll always stop for a kid on a bicycle that's doing all these tricks on a bike that I could never do. I could never think up these tricks and they're doing these things. I love when I meet somebody that has a passion for, you know, a particular subject or a science, or I, I have a, uh, in one of these networking groups I go to, there's a friend of mine that's like a jeopardy geek, right? So he knows, he just knows all these facts and he's just, very well read and he and I just love that about this guy that he knows that he's delved into this this deep and he loved that's one of those things that he loved right so the reason the uh, part about kids came up is we were I was listening to a priest and he was talking about how the how the how a parent's love for a child and I thought man you know what I, I don't even know if he gets it because most priests don't have kids there is actually a priest at our church that comes often that lost his wife um, at a pretty young age. He already had had kids. He was married and had kids and he became a priest after his wife passed away. And when he talks about it, I kind of, I kind of, he kind of understands a little bit more of what we go through. Um, he tells this phenomenal story. This, his wife had passed away right before Christmas or pretty close to Christmas. And he was out to sea and back then, they didn't care. I mean, you just, you were out to sea, you were in the Navy, that was your job. And his kids had to go live with, um, I think, some relatives for a while. And when he came back, it was like March or April, he had Christmas for the kids. And he had talked to the, some of the neighbors and they actually decorated their houses uh, for Christmas for his children. And, and um, it's just a pretty cool story. And, and like I said, when he talks about children, I think he gets it a little bit more than the average bear would if they didn't have children. Now, I know some of you don't have children. I'm not saying you don't understand the word. I just think when, when you do have children, if you ever have children, it, it just is a different, it's a different level of love. So it's not saying you can't, uh, you're not capable of, or you're not, you don't understand it. I'm not saying that at all. It's just a little bit different when you have children. For me, I had, I did not understand it until I had kids. Looking back, I'm like, well, I really know I had no clue. I mean, I thought having kids was cool, but then you know, as they grow up and some of the things they do, um, some of the successes they have, some of the failures. I mean, I can, I, 
if, man, if my kid gets in a war, I can't even hold it in. I have to, you know, I'm just gushing when my kids do something special, when they have a child, when they have, um, when they have these successes in their life, even as adults, it's just, I mean, I'm so proud of them. I can't even, uh, express myself. It's just, it's just amazing. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm jumping all over the place here, like normal, you know, I know you guys are probably getting used to this or sick of it. I don't know which one, but, um, it's, uh, I noticed in this, in, and I'm looking over at this uh, definition, it says a person or thing that one loves, which I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that because I don't think you can love a thing. I think you can like it a lot. Um, I mean, you can use the word for whatever you want. I just think when it comes down at the deepest, at the deepest definition of that word, you wouldn't, like I said, you wouldn't die for your Harley or your bike or your car or your hair. And you just hear that all the time. You know, I love her hair. I love this movie. I love this and that. And I do it. I, I'm just as guilty as everybody else. I just think that when it gets down to that, to that deepest, um, that deepest definition, it's hard to love a thing. So if you're not watching this, I have put some hearts behind my, on my background. I think actually it's kind of cool. I might keep, keep, keep them on there from now on. But um, yeah, I was thinking about this and I was, you know, in the church and in life, I think we all try to tear everything down so far. It seems like we have to know everything about everything. And I understand when it's about your health or it's about things like that. And, and even in the church, you know, we have, we have people come in or different priests or deacons, and they'll talk about the readings or the Bible or history or things like that. And it's always funny that they're so matter of fact that this is exactly how it happened. And I just don't, I just think it's a lot of times people's opinions. And when you're talking about uh, business coaching and um, people's advice to you and all these things, and you know, even my advice to you, you have to keep in mind these are people's opinions. These are what people think and what they've experienced and things like that. And I got to tell you, I can tell you one thing about what we used to do this. We used to do in construction. I used to sell um, exhaust fans and air distribution, and fire smoke dampers and all these things that would go into a building. And like life, we would do five schools that were identical schools, identical buildings, uh, identical equipment identical everything and every job we had would have a different problem right my phone's ringing so i am um, and that's like life that's that you know people can tell you how something's supposed to work out and this is where we need to make those adjustments in life i told you tony robbins used to say you couldn't use automatic pilot to hawaii because of the different because of the different um trade winds it, it's never going to be the same so when you talk about this love thing, it's the same, it's the same kind of thing. Everybody has, when you're driving, I was driving down the street the other day, looking at all the different cars on, in the neighborhood, right? Nobody's got the exact same cars. They're not the exact same colors. The houses are different colors. Everything's different because everybody has a different love, like a desire for different things. And that kind of goes back to this word love, right? So um, it's that thing. So my dad used to love liver and onions and I, you guys probably just about yacked when I said that because I couldn't. I couldn't stand it. They would make us, there wasn't enough ketchup in the world to kill that, to kill that uh, flavor. And some of you may like that or love it. I don't know. You just may crave that stuff. Um, it's different opinions, right? It's different. 
it's it's just shows how much different we are. It shows how passionate I would be about something versus somebody else. Uh, working with engineers for years, they were very passionate about their business. They were very passionate about what they did for a living. I could I never could grasp that. I just it just seemed to me so um, so repetitive, so boring that um, I just couldn't get my head wrapped around it. Now, by the same token, I know people that uh, I was in a meeting one day and we were tied and I was doing a uh, a talk about love and I'll get into that too about how it relates to business and sales and things like that. And one of the women in the place says, look, I'm, I said, listen, you're all salespeople. She says, nope, I'm not a salesperson. I can't stand salespeople. I'm not a salesperson. Now, this was a sole owner of a company. And I said, you know, the fact that you're here today talking about your company, trying to get business, trying to show people what your character is about and things, it tells me you are the salesperson of your company. And as much as she hated to admit that, she did. <clears throat> because especially if we're in our own business and we don't have anybody going out there and selling You've got to wear all these hats. You've got, you're the accountant, you're the salesperson, you're the janitor, you're all these different things. So I did this speech about sales and how I think sales is a lot easier than we make it, right? We, we kind of complicate it like religion, like anything, like politics, you know. We just have this knack of complicating everything, trying to dig into deep, trying to learn more than we really need to learn about this. And um, I thought, you know what, when you go into a situation, a sales situation, you're meeting a new customer, you are, you are loved by somebody, right? Either your parents, your kids, your spouse, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, somebody loves something about you. Me, I could love something about you. And if you go in to a sales situation where you're the, where you're the salesperson and you're talking to a customer, through telling your story, through um, thinking about getting over those limitations, you have to be as authentic and genuine as possible. Not trying to shove that sale down somebody's throat. Trying finding out, asking some questions, being yourself. Because I'm telling you, if you're just yourself, that customer is going to start to see the things that are attractive in you, right? You can have the worst product in the world and... And they may still have a need for it, but they're going to buy from you. They're going to buy, they're going to look at the product, but really when it comes down to it and, and when it's all over, said and done, they're going to be buying from a person that they can trust, that they can count on to call back. I remember when I was uh, first getting into sales, a guy told me there's five rules to sales. There's finding the customer, connecting with that customer, follow up, follow up, follow up. You know, your closing ratio goes up to about 90% if you get back to somebody within five minutes. And I found that so true. And I would, I would get a sales call when I'm driving and I would pull over just to answer that call because I knew if I got back to them right away, my closing ratio would go up. Now, the point to that is that that was that piece, that relationship piece that they loved about me, right? They knew I'd get back to them. If they emailed, if they texted me, I would always tell my customers, look, if I don't answer the phone, it's because I'm with another customer and that customer is my only customer that in that moment, right? And I hope you understand that I will treat you that same way if I'm with you. Just like I just got a phone call right now, I could have stopped this thing and answered it. And I know who called me and it's probably important, but I'm here with you right now. And that's what you need to understand. So that's that, that's all this kind of part. And, and you know, the title of this 
podcast is what's love got to do with it. Love has to do with everything. You might not look at it that way, but I'm telling you, it's got to do with everything. It's how you're going to be treated at a store. It's how you're going to treat people at a store or treat people in life. And, you know, they say there's that fine line between love and hate. I, I really, I believe that too. Um, but we're not talking about the hate part of it. That's a negative I don't want to get into. But as you're going through life, young people, old people, doesn't matter what age you are, you know, putting that smile on your face, seeing somebody and smiling versus I used to tell the girls that I worked with at Allstate Movie Systems to smile when you talk, when you're on the phone, smile. People can hear a smile coming through the phone. It's the difference between going, hi, this is Ed, can I help you? Versus, hi, this is Ed, can I help you? What can I do for you today? It's, you see the difference. I mean, it, it sounds so stupid and you might think you do it all the time, but I got bad news for you. You probably don't do it all the time. There's those things in your life that are going to get in the way, you know, hold you back. And the way you, you know, answer these people and the way you, uh, you know, as, as you're trying to look for solutions for them, especially in sales or really any business you're in. I told you I had some bad experiences with customer service the last three weeks for some goddamn reason, just out of the blue. It was like three, three companies in a row. And I'm like, man, I could, I should start a company that just goes and teaches you how to talk to people because a lot of people don't know how to talk to people. They think, and I've told you this before, salespeople will go out. They think that people know what we do and we forget to tell them what we do. And sure enough, a week down the way, you see them, working with somebody else and you're like, Hey, and they're like, Oh, I didn't know you did this. Man, I used to get that. And that was my fault for not being a little bit more telling that story, right? Showing that love to people and just spending some time listening to what they're, what they're asking me to do. Um, that's a, that's another big part of love is just shutting the hell up and listening to what people have to say, right? Finding out their pain, finding out how you can help them. There's so many people out there that I think are not feeling great about themselves, especially after this last year. And I think it's imperative. It's super, super important that we're listening and finding out what people are up against right now. I can tell you some of the strongest people I know in my life, including myself, have had some issues over the last 16, 18 months. Um, what I thought I could put up with, I learned that it was very difficult to put up with. You know, someone will ask me, hey, could you, you know, there's always these things on Facebook that'll say, could you live on this island for you know, three months with no phone and all you had to eat was nuts or something. And you go, oh yeah, I could do that for three million bucks. Are you sure? Are you sure you could put up with that? Could you miss your family? Could you be away from the ones you love? Could you not have access to that phone so you can communicate with people? As much as phones and this new technology is a deterrent and sometimes a bad situation, it's some of the most amazing. Look at what's going on here. I mean, I can come on this podcast Talk to, I would hope, a million of you one of these days. You never know. And I'm right. My bed is 30 feet from me. I mean, my kitchen's downstairs. I can talk to people all over the world with this awesome technology. Now, I think I told you, I use Zoom for my podcast. That will change eventually. But the beauty about Zoom, man, if you're not using this after this pandemic, ever, if it ever gets over, kind of falling back into shit now. But if you're not using this technology, you're out of your mind. I mean, this is such some of the greatest technology ever, where we don't even have to leave our home and we can see people face to face. We can see those, you know, I always thought it was hard. 
for me, it was hard being on the phone making a sales call. But when I got in front of somebody, it was a lot easier. I could see their emotion. I could see their eyes wandering. I was watching something on Facebook today where a guy was speaking to a group of, I don't know, 30 people or so. And I was watching the audience and he, 15 of those people were completely disengaged from what this guy was talking about. And I've seen that. I've had to, you know, being in front of a group of people, I can watch people start getting on their phones and things like that and going, oh shit, I'm losing these guys, you know? So it's important to be in front of people. And I would call those people out when I was talking to them saying, hey, if this is not it for me, what else do you guys want me to talk about? So anyway, back to the kind of what's love got to do with it? Love's got to do with everything in your life. Every day you wake up, when you're self-talking to yourself, you have to, that love needs to come into your heart, needs to come into your eyes. Needs to, you need to be looking into the mirror and saying, look, I love this person standing in front of me, mirror, and I need to show that love today, whether it's you know exercising, eating right, doing your work, doing whatever you gotta be doing. It has to do a lot with that storytelling. We've talked about that before where I said that storytelling You've got to pick the story you're going to tell. If you go into some customer's place and you start complaining about all the bad things that have happened to you in your life, if you get the sale, I'd be real surprised. Um, they'll probably end up selling you something or kicking you out of their place because they don't want to hear it. No one wants to hear all your negative stuff in your life. But it is reality. And if you can, tech, you know, if it is something that needs to be said and it could be, it, it could be a negative thing that happened to overcame, that would be a good piece to a story. Listen, I'm going to continue to tell you 100,000 times that I am no expert. I have some life experience that I think is valuable to people. Um, I've done a lot of different jobs. I've worked for a lot of different types of companies. I've worked for some good companies, some bad companies. I, I'm still bothered by the fact that as I look back at my life, I never worked for very good leaders. And, and we're seeing our political landscape right now with some very weak leaders and I, and I think that's a super big deal. Now, let's talk about leading somebody. You've got to have an amazing, you've got to have an amazing capacity to love as a leader. If you're, if you're a manager or a leader of 15 people in a company or 20 people in a company, and you're not able to see the light in those, every one of those people, it's going to be a different light, whatever, you're going to fail. Because if you can't, if you can't walk with that person and kind of give them an example of what that light should look like, you're going to have a problem. Um, I, I, I truly believe that. If you can't sit down with that, those individual people and say, what can I help you with? You know, let's find that passion they have in their heart. They may have some, they may, uh, more than likely, they have some things they're going through, just like you may have some things you're going through. And you got to be, you got to be kind of vulnerable in those situations. Uh, vulnerability is not a weakness. In fact, I think it's a real big strength, to be honest with you. If you have the ability to be vulnerable and kind of say, man, I didn't know, I didn't know that. I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that about me. I'm kind of figuring this thing out as I go. Because we're all figuring out life as we go. You will not have the, the day you die at 100 years old, you're going to probably look back the day before and go, man, I, you're going to miss out on a lot of things. You're going to not. You're going to realize that you didn't know everything. And as a parent, that's, that's really something you really learn that with, as being a parent. And with so many kids that my wife and I have, we really learn a lot about ourselves and our kids as we, as the time goes on. 
parenting doesn't end at 18. It continues to go on. Um, I still worry about my oldest daughter, my oldest, my son. I still worry about them when they're traveling or doing things there, taking a test or doing, I'm always, you know, in their corner for those things. And I know, and I have to tell my kids sometimes, look, you're going to fail. And that's just what's going to happen. But eventually you're not going to fail. You're going to, those failures are going to turn into something that you can, can turn into some useful information. So, man, I am really just <clears throat> ranting today, but like I said, this love word, man, it means a lot. I think you need to be careful how you use it. I think you need to be passionate about it when you use it. I think you probably need to address it more with your friends, with your family. Um, we don't ever know the day or hour we're not going to be here anymore. I think it's valuable for for children to understand how much you love them, your, your kids, other people's kids, that you care about them and you're there to protect them. You know, we've gone through a crazy, a crazy time in our life. Um, I just learned that um, statistically, I'm in an age group that won't get hired as often as other people because first of all, we don't embrace technology. I do, but a lot of people don't in my age group. And the other thing was that we don't know how to work with younger people. Um, I do, but I think a lot of people don't. I think it's that attitude that millennials are lazy or whatever. I just don't think that. I meet so many young kids on a regular basis that are just on fire. They're smart. They're educated. Some of them, if they're not educated, they're educated in life. They know. I mean, we have a great future, um, I think. Uh, I think that kids are getting a lot of bad press. Listen, all these, whether you're a liberal or, liberal or conservative, and all these uh, people that are way far left or way far right, they've always been around. They're not, they just get more media coverage because of social media now. You need to find your path in life and just stick to your path, right? They should not have any control over you. If the government does something that you find, you know, they're not, it's not good good or bad, whatever your opinion is of anything, you have responsibility to yourself. <clears throat> That's waking up in the morning and being ready to go. That's waking up in the morning and telling that story to yourself. I don't care how many times you have to tell you, don't lie to yourself. Just tell you, tell it like it is. If you're, if you're overweight, if you're not in shape, if you're, if you want that better job, if you want this or that, you just got to, you're going to have to go out and get it. Um, nobody's going to do it for you. There's no magic pill. It's all going to be a lot of hard work. So if you really love something, if you love your job or you love a particular, if you love dancing and you want to be a dance instructor or whatever you want, you need to love that, you need to put it into work, right? There's no difference in, than in a relationship either. You know, you've got to understand what your partner is expecting from you. We had, ex we talked about expectations. This word love, this embraces everything that I've talked about. Limitations, telling your story, self-esteem and excuses right? This is kind of the, the, this is kind of the foundation of all those things. Actually, it's not kind of, it is, it is love is the foundation of everything. It's the foundation of the Bible. If you, if you believe in that, it's the foundation of everything. And it's probably, like I said, misused word. It's probably not, there's probably not enough importance on it, but it's, it's, it's the, 100% most important thing in your life. It's how 
you treat people how they're going to treat you. Having that love for humankind, having that love for animals, having that love, you know, <clears throat> whatever. It's, it's very foundational in itself. Misused, in my opinion, it's misused. It may not be in your opinion. That's up to you. But I don't think it would kill you to take five minutes to think about this because it's, I really think it's a foundation to everything. And when I talked about sales in that, in that speech I did, once you can find, so sometimes you have, you have meet people and you have to, if you're going to be around a lot, maybe it's a coworker or whatever, a teacher, you've got to find, if you're going to go crazy, if you don't find something to love in that person, there's got to be something in that person. If you're going to be around them for 24 hours a day or you know, eight hours a day, 40 hours a week, you better find something in them or it's going to drive you nuts, right? You can lose a job. You could, there's a lot of things that could happen. You just don't need the aggravation. So you might as well look at people and just go, you know what? There was a uh, thing on Facebook like a couple of years ago where this guy walks into this. I might have said this before, but he walks into this Starbucks and there's a pair of sunglasses at a table and he sits down at this table and he puts the sunglasses on. And with these sunglasses on, everybody he looks at, it tells their story real quick. Like he might look at a woman that's, standing up at the counter that's kind of looked downtrodden and it, it would say this woman was abused last night by her husband and she he made her come get coffee and he has to, she has to go back to that situation in an hour or this guy just lost his wife last week and he didn't look too happy and and this person doesn't know that they're going to get in a car accident. i mean it was all these things that you could see into their life and we really need to have those sunglasses on all the time so when we're dealing with people and maybe Maybe you do get some bad customer service. I just kind of taught myself something right now as I was talking to you because I didn't do this. When I had those three bad experiences, um, I should have been, just for my own sanity, I should have been a little bit more understanding of that person. <clears throat> I didn't know the situation they were in that day. Maybe, I don't know. So it's, it's kind of funny that I just kind of made myself look in the mirror there because I did not give those people that opportunity that maybe they just had a bad day. Um, so I need to get better at it too. And like I said, I've said this a million times, I'm not sitting up on this pedestal trying to tell you what to do in life. And this is how hundred percent, how it's going to work and things like that. I'm working through shit myself. I mean, and I don't think you're ever going to stop. I just think it's just one of those things that it's just life. And as we're working through these things and we're kind of being conscious of what we're doing, that love word, are we being conscious about when we do say, I love you to somebody? Do we mean it? Are we just saying it to get out of the conversation? Um, is it, or is it, are we telling people too much that it just doesn't mean anything anymore? Are we not, are we just using the words and not really showing? <coughs> Excuse me. Are we just, you know, are we just using it as a, to end a phone call. I think these are things we all got to think about. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm no expert, dude. I, I just, I am as screwed up as anybody or more so than a lot of people. I don't know. But I just hope that this podcast and as I'm moving forward, as I'm trying to help people out there, that I can be a little bit more understanding and I can be a little bit more patient, less angry and, and all those things. And I think that, um, this is almost some psychologist meeting at some point where I can get out and just talk about my stuff, knowing that you guys might be going through some of the same things. So again, um, 
I won't go on any longer. Um, please contact me at edfranklin.nolimits.com. Excuse me. edfranklin.nolimits at gmail.com. Um, I'd love to get some feedback on what the podcast is like. I would love to, um, you know, entertain a topic if you have something that's interesting. If you have somebody that would be interested in being on my podcast and we can come up with a topic that would be, I feel would be interesting and, and helpful to you, that would be great. If one of you want to be on my podcast, just to kind of have a conversation about, you know, whatever. It doesn't have to be about something in your life personally. It could be about some things you're dealing with or some things you know people are dealing with. I don't know. But, you know, I've ended my podcast a couple of times saying I do love you guys. I appreciate you listening 100%. Um, I would love you to share this more often. Um, I think I'm trying to do, uh, I'm working on all the technical things to get more exposure out there. If I didn't think this podcast could be really successful, I wouldn't do it. Um, I think that I at least have a way of admitting where I'm screwed up so we can all talk and kind of figure it out. So I, I appreciate you sharing it. I appreciate you communicating with me at franklin.nolimits at gmail.com. Um, I have some different things coming up here in the next couple of weeks. I think it's going to be a little bit fun and hopefully get me some more exposure out there. But I do love all you guys. I, and I do know that every one of you knows something I don't know. And I'd love to find that out. A lot of you, I already do know that about you. And um, listen, I'm just trying to survive like you, trying to be a parent, trying to be a grandparent, trying to be a husband, friend, you know, uh, gardener, <laughs> car washer, whatever. Trying to get my head wrapped around getting to work out again. My knee is like 100% better, about 90% better right now. So um, it's something I'm going to get back into. I think it's important that we do that. So look, if <clears throat> just I'm, I'm asking you this favor. I'm asking this favor for you. Think about that word. When you say it, mean it. When you look in the mirror, use it. And um, I think that I want to start no, that doesn't make any sense. But listen, don't be afraid to be great. We've talked about greatness before. And I think that um, you all have that capacity to be great. We all have the capacity to be great. And if you want to do something in your life that you would love, then do it. I'm telling you, my life has gone by in a flash. I was 22 a week ago, I swear to God. So live your life. Be good to people. Be good to each other. Look for the best in people. If somebody gives you bad customer service like they did me, think about maybe they went through something that morning. Don't be so harsh on them like I was. And um, uh, yeah, so I had to look in the mirror today a little bit. For that, and I'm thinking about it more now that maybe I was, maybe I wasn't enough under, maybe I wasn't understanding. I didn't blow anybody up or anything. But anyway, we have uh, Miramar planes going over right now. So I'm going to get out of here. Ed Franklin dot no limits podcast Ed Franklin dot no limits at gmail.com. Follow me on YouTube. Uh, like my channel, follow me on Spotify, Apple. I'm on there too. And on Facebook, friend me on Facebook, friend me on LinkedIn, anywhere I can be. Let me know if you have some advice for me, email me. All right. Have a great day. Love you guys. And we'll talk soon. Mm -hmm.